here we go. Who the hell are you, man? Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. We are the knights! Uh-huh. Hold on to your butt. And now for something completely different. Hello out there. Welcome to the Knights of Nerditude podcast, podcast for all things nerd. I'm your host, Sean, and I am joined on the Skype hotline with... I don't fuck my pig. It's Sam. Explicit rating. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm too busy. Uh... <laughs> Damn it. I fucked it up. I, I messed I was going to rip on the Cowboys. <laughs> no. No. Nobody's allowed to. Considering... All the teams were knocked out, so. I didn't even make it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. That's true. And my team got destroyed, so. I mean, I, we stand, don't have to go I there. stand by. My team shouldn't have made it. We tied the Lions. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Anyway. That, that was an automatic disqualifier. Freedom. That's all I'm going to say. It's freedom. <laughs> all right, well, based on that mumble-jump intro from you three... That was uh, fine, all right. That's true, that's true. So, you two. Uh, yeah, so we're all here. Uh, missed last week because the COVID bug is still making its rounds. I ended up with COVID last time, so that's why we were unable to record. Um, but that just means we have more to talk about today, luckily. <laughs> more li- and we're more likely to miss next week because of the two that are left, maybe one will get it. Yeah, I, my money's on Chris. Chris, you're, you're going to be next. Yeah. Yeah, you just, we'll just got to get it. We'll you get it, and then it's done. We'll see. Yeah, it's like uh-huh. the third or fourth time for you, probably, at this point. So. <laughs> well, anyway. Like second or third, I mean. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, so we've got a few things. we got some news to talk about. Um, HBO Max's the uh, Peacemaker came out with John C. Uh, John Cena. I almost said John C. Riley. John C. Cena. <laughs> John C. Cena. Um we're going to talk a little bit about Book of Boba Fett. Uh, we've got, uh, was it The Tragedy of Macbeth? John and Chris both watched it and they want to review it. Oh, and we're going to talk about it. We also have Pig starring Nicolas Cage to talk about. So uh, let's start right off with news. John, you want to start with yours first? Sure, Sean. Um, All right. So uh, big news um, out of the land of giant lizards. Uh, coming to Apple TV, no date given, this is just announced, a live-action Godzilla series from Legendary Television, which will feature Godzilla and other titans. Damn. Apple, you might be getting a new subscriber. That is an odd fit. It is. Like Apple, yeah. Apple's kind of like selling itself as like the premier subscription service, and all of a sudden they're just like, "Screw it, kaiju." But it's also <laughs> remember when Apple first started doing like announcing this streaming thing, what three years ago? The, the amount of money that they dumped on content was oh, yeah. just. Well, I think it was just boatloads more than Netflix, 
or no, or was that Prime? I don't know. They, Apple was throwing a boatload. It was. Money. It might have been comparable to Netflix, despite Netflix probably making three times the amount of programming yeah. for that amount. Yeah, because yeah, Apple started off with the morning show, right? That was like I, their big. I think the beginning announcement was they were going to spend three billion dollars on. Uh, that was content. on content. Yeah, so I think this makes sense. I think they're just swinging their massive money wad around and buying everything that they can. I'm wondering, so um, HBO has all the Godzilla movies. I only know that because, like I stated many, many podcasts ago, when I'm sick, I watch one movie, and it's Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, and when I had COVID, that did not fail. So, like, like the uh, monkey one? Yeah, yeah, oh, the okay. original. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there's um, another not, one. There's several, Sam. Yeah. There's several. Um, yeah, no, so I watched the original um, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. So, but all the Godzilla movies are on HBO, which is great. I love it. Um, but, yeah, that's odd that Legendary would then turn around and go with Apple. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I guess they're not a part of Warner Brothers. They're just right. like they're distributing it. Yeah. So good for them. Hmm. Good for them. I don't like I, the, just, I don't like these merged monopoly type things anymore. Oh. Like well, but but the, the odd thing is is like I could see them being like going to like Toho and being like, "Oh, we're going to work right. with Toho and make right, which, a uh, series." And so they could be Shin- like, it's like a foreign artsy thing they could sell mm. it off as. But like to go to like, Legendary. Yeah, because um, Toho, so obviously Shin Godzilla was the last Toho Godzilla movie uh, or live action Godzilla movie that has come out. And uh, after the success of Godzilla and Kong Skull Island, Toho was like, all right. We're going to put ours on the back burner. You guys do your thing because you guys are doing so well. Um, and then King of the Monsters flopped. But Godzilla vs. Kong did really which well. Which is a shame. Like, is It of, is, right? Like, King of the Mo- like somehow King Kong vs. Godzilla did well. But King of the Monsters didn't. Yeah, they were like, oh, there's too much monster fighting in this movie. Yeah, I don't think like everyone's that. coming for it. Yeah. I, I this is stupid. That I want Bradley more like acting like an insane person. But like, I mean, yeah, that's why I'm here? King of the Monsters wasn't technically a flop, right? But yeah. it didn't compared to the previous two. It no, didn't agreed, make as agreed. Much money. It wasn't because yeah, it wasn't, and it was horribly received. And look, like, none of these Godzilla movies should ever be well received. No, I agree. Uh, unless it's from Toho. Unless it's Shin I, Godzilla I, I, for some I reason. I to differ. <laughs> I, I, did you watch Shin Godzilla? No, Chris? because we tried to, but it, you oh, had okay. to buy it from some. Oh, I some own it. Shady. So. When it first oh, came yeah, out, yeah. I had like some shady yeah, website. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't gonna... yeah uh, just. Shin Godzilla is the first Godzilla, Toho Godzilla movie, where they just ignore the original. So it's like, what happens if Godzilla appears now? And it's more of a political drama than it is a kaiju movie. It's, it's a, like, yeah, there's kaiju in it. It's commentary on bureaucracy and stuff. It's like, and I'm global like, warming or, or climate change and what. It's, it's so like, weird. I'm Can just like, why are you in my Godzilla movie? Like, mm-hmm. Can you I, imagine? I, I, we're not going to review Shin Godzilla, guys. 
No, I know that. But I kind of want to but talk it just, about it. No, we, we it, already it's, passed it's the at, on that like, As a movie, it's a really good movie. Like, for what it is. It's just really weird that it's like a good movie with a kaiju in it. Where it's usually the reverse, where it's like a good kaiju movie with the stupid people. Look, we're just going to have to see what Legendary and Apple, which is a weird combination, as we said. We're going to have to see what they yep. produce. Who knows? <laughs> honestly, yeah. honestly, no idea. <laughs> no I'm idea excited. what... what. I, I, am, I am excited, and I, it's like, part of me hopes this, like, falls through, and, like, HBO's like, don't worry, I'll, we'll pick you up, Legendary. And, like, Apple is just, like, back in the corner, no. covered in its own piss. Can, can um, we talk about other, other announcements here for streaming TV? Sure, we'll, con- we'll continue with that before I... Uh, and then I'll get into my news. Oh, I don't think this is it, but Apple, uh, Apple, Jesus, why am I there still? Um, Prime released a little mm-hmm. snippet there oh, for the yes. new Lord of the Rings TV series called The Rings of Power. Yeah, and it looks, for the title, it seems like it's going to be a prequel to the Lord of or that, the yeah, Hobbit trilogy. That's, that's, yeah, that's what was already announced. Yeah, so they're just confirming yes. it. First this. stage, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Second yeah. age? Yep. And yeah. like... I, for one, thank God. Oh, God, yeah. Because it's like, we already have the Lord of the Rings, and while I understand there's a lot more there to the story, like, yeah, there's also just a shitload of other stuff they didn't cover that went on before the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Well, like, Saruman is, like, 2,000 years old or something like that, or, like, 200,000. I forget. It's insane, like, how old these people, like, the bad guy is. And, like, even that, like, wizards are apparently, like, I guess angels manifested as, like, fleshy beings on Earth. Like, it's so weird. Like, like I like, yeah, looked let's, into let's it. Let's get into some, like, Cimmerillion, like, shit here. Like, yeah, it's, oh, let's man. Let's go crazy like... with this. Because it's like, you know, we already had Lord of the Rings. Give me some yeah. of this, like, crazy Tolkien other stuff. If you're going to do a TV but... show, do that for me. Plus, what what I'm I'm happy about too is that they're not trying to recast. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I mean, it's hard to recast uh, Gandalf. And it's it's also hard to recast uh, Frodo because Elijah Wood has not aged at all. So you could literally just point to him and be like, "Why did you just cast him again?" Since this is all before, nobody should expect to see. You know. No, yeah, no, Previous. this is thousands, this is a few thousand years before Yeah, the I, I mean, maybe, maybe Kate Blanchett, but that's, like, even then, that's... No, no, even then, that's... Yeah, they're probably recasting think, her. Yeah, but, they'll probably yeah. do a few things. Anyway, but, like... Well, well, Hugo Weaving. Gollum, maybe? Hugo Weaving. No, yeah, Hugo Weaving. Like, this, this story is that, like, what is that, like, five-second clip at the very beginning... A yeah, fellowship the of fight the against Sauron. that big battle, like that's what this yeah. is about. Yeah, I'd even go before then. I'd even go I before saw, then. Just, just to stay with no, but that's that's well, where well, that scene is. is like the climax of the story we're gonna uh, right. watch. Exactly. We'll see because it's like, yeah, we'll um, see. but I I saw something online and it was great. It was like a list of like twenty names, and it was like try to pick out the Tolkien characters from the antidepressants. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at it. I was like, Oh God, I can't. 
that's a that's a good. It, oh, it's so well, hard I should do to that. Do. I, I know my way around antidepressants, so <laughs> uh, Let's see how I can do with that. All right, so so, so you, we what we also got with this is surprisingly September release. Yeah, uh, September twenty second. Yeah, I knew it was coming out this year. Yeah, I didn't expect it in yeah. September. Honestly, I thought it would be late, late, late. Maybe Christmas. It seems like it seems like Prime does a nice little Christmas slate, or you know, December mm-hmm. slate. Yeah. The Expanse. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we won't talk about that, but uh, that is a December release from Prime. But anyway, September. This thing comes out. No trailer yet. We'll probably get something. Maybe. Yeah, we just got that what, release trailer. July. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll get something in July. We'll get something yeah. in early summer. Yeah. Yep. So you're not sated from that uh, trailer, Chris, of showing you what the name of the mo- the show is. That didn't get your face. No, I mean, look, I'm in 100. percent It does. I don't, I don't care. I'm in. It's one of those franchises where it's like I don't truly love, but you know, whatever you're giving me, I'll take it. You know, it'd be great if the trailer came out. If they did, like, an April 1st trailer, but, like, instead of, like, an actual trailer, it's, like, orcs playing Wheel of Fortune or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I mean, it, we could get a main character as an orc. Speaking of main characters, have you seen the cast for this? The, I did when it first announced, but I, ha- I haven't like been back It's, like, absolutely no one you've ever... Like, that it's at most, good. like, one guy I've seen in, like, another movie, yeah. like, sort that, of thing. Yeah, that's, that could be good, but it could also be horrible. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one of those things where it's, like, that's, there is no middle ground when you have a cast yeah. of no one you've heard of. Yeah, right. yeah that's not necessarily a bad, one, bad thing either. They're, they're, it's like, oh, this, this could be really good I or mean, a sci-fi original movie. It's clearly a choice. Yeah, I mean, unless mm-hmm. like they're literally spending so much on special effects, no, they're being <laughs> they wise. They're being wise to the Game of Thrones uh, method, where it's get a bunch of bunch of no names, get a couple. Well, I mean, Game of Thrones had a couple like big. I don't big know. There's names, like but... no Sean Bean though. There's no uh, guy who was on that CBS sitcom who's actually British. There's no, you know. <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah, like, you Sean, can... Sean Bean wasn't like top. Price yeah, but tag. He's, uh, he got killed by James Bond. He's still he's a name, he wasn't James Bond. He wasn't like a like, top price tag, though. You know, it, no, I no, guess he not, was like a C-list movie Yeah, but he, he's still a name that you attach to yeah. it to draw interest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, this doesn't really need that. Everybody knows the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but you don't want to go you... overboard with price. You know. You know. Well, I mean, well you had a field, too. <laughs> Like, it's a billion-dollar series. They're spending so much that, like, if they were trying to, like, cast big names, like, they would just get raked over the coals because they know, like, you know, they need people in it. So maybe that was it, too, of, Mm. like, we have a huge cast. We can't get all names. And if we just have, like, one or two, we're going to look super cheap or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? It's possible. But it's like, I mean, it's also also a billion dollars for two seasons, I believe. Yeah. It's not just six episodes of pop. Yeah. But, oh, well, that that's what they're producing. They produce two yeah. seasons. Yeah, they that. they greenlit two seasons of this. Right. You know what? I I am I'm, I'm I don't want to say it because I know it would open up a can of worms, but I kind of miss like 23 episode seasons for for some things, not everything, but for some things. Just we, we have even yeah. going from like 
10 to 12, I feel like, would be cool. Yeah, well, we're getting into this whole limited series kind of definition of TV. Chris, now. I agree with you in, like, like sitcom comedies where, like, each episode is kind of its own encapsulated story. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, dramas and stuff like that. It's like, that's just too long, dude. Yeah. I mean, Chris, just look at how, like... Yeah, some of the early seasons worked for, like, Flash and Arrow, but, like, 23 episode seasons, they dragged at times. It's just... You know, it's and a like, good good amount of season, number of episodes? 24. 24. Right, 24, <laughs> yeah. 24 was the best 24 episode long. And then they cut... What did they do? They cut it in half and did two-hour increments or something like that. Called it 12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was... Um, well, no, that was when they... Uh, that was like the reboot series. No, that was the no the last season, with the the red haired the red haired lady. Um, well, anyway, uh, the mom in the yeah. uh, Hulu Marvel TV show. What's her name? It's gonna kill me. I don't know what you're talking about. The Hulu TV show. The uh, oh, from Runaways. Yeah, the mom. Uh, you mean the mom from the 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 redheaded mom? Yeah, she was in the last season, yeah. twenty four. Still have not watched the last season of that show. I got up to the first appearance of Elizabeth Hurley, and then I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "Anyway, talk about not aging." Anyway, yeah, right. Um, where the hell are we? What are I, we? I got, did we get I got, through all the all the movie stuff? Oh, I got, well, yeah, I think so. Do you have uh, any news? I've, I have news, guys. Yeah. Uh, going to the the land of video games, a place that we dabble in a lot but rarely talk about. Well, um, I mean, me and John could talk about HOI, but, like, I don't think they're... Yeah, we can talk about uh, the no-step-back. <laughs> yeah. um, and, like, yeah. how weird yeah, trains are in this, but, like, I kind of also yeah. like it, because, like, some, well, I like the addition that you can, like, build, like, infrastructure in your allies, which was always annoying. Yeah, and then you can bomb it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Also, the game crashes, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, big. Yeah. Are you going for the actual big, big news? This yeah, week I'm going. Okay, I'm going for the big one. Uh, going swinging for the fences here for seventy billion with a B dollars. Microsoft just bought Activision Blizzard. Well, they're going through the process. Right, they're going through the process. It should be um, finalized somewhere between June of this year and June of next year. They're saying, um, which if you don't know what Activision Blizzard is. Probably one of the biggest sellers that they have Which, like, is Call of Duty. A few Duty. years ago, Activision and Blizzard uh, merging together was a thing. Right, right. Those are two big now, studios that merging. Now Microsoft owns it, and so now, my, well, they're in the process of owning it, which means Microsoft will have a, uh, full uh, access to Call of Duty, which somehow is still a big game. I don't understand it. Um, it pretty listen, sure Sean, Call of there Duty, will always be 16-year-olds. That's true, or like forty-year-olds who think they're sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> um, call it Call of Duty Bros. If you're a Call of Duty bro, I'm sorry, I just insulted. You. I'm a Call of Duty bro. <sighs> Why? Why? Because I like I like first-person like, shooters. And that's like you, I know are worse than standard. people who play Madden. R- no, no, yeah, <laughs> Chris. Like first-person shooters are fine and all, and there are so many better ones out there, especially over the past ten years. Call of Duty has like diminished it since. I, I'll give it since Black Ops. The I'm first. Just, I'm Black just curious. Ops. What games are first-person shooters that are better? I'm just. I'm just I, mean, I don't. I don't play a lot, so I'm just. 
Uh, no, I know. Goldeneye? <laughs> no, no, no. In the past, in the past ten years, like I don't know. I don't normally play first-person shooters. I play uh, like open-world games on, that are not by Ubisoft or Ubisoft or whatever you want to call it. That's a pretty big thing just to put out there, Sean, with nothing to back it up. Uh, so okay, so. All right, so Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite. How about that? Uh, The Doom games. Doom Eternal and Doom. Um, Any of the Bioshocks. Dude, I was watching this interview with John Carpenter from like a couple of years back, and he was just talking about all the video games he's playing. Yeah, he came out recently and said uh, Halo Infinite is the best Halo game he's ever played. Really? Which I was like, A, holy crap, he plays video games? And B, no it isn't. I haven't even played Halo Infinite, and I can already tell you it's not the best Halo. Although I've heard good things. I have heard very good yeah. things. But like, we're it's so, an open-world game. <laughs> no, so I know You're like only talking about things you can't back up to. <laughs> it's, 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 anyway, right. but, well, it's true, but, but you know. Like, well, I don't, I, don't have a new, I don't have a new Xbox, and like, I'm not going to get it on, the, uh, um, on my PC, because I'd rather play it on the Xbox, but like, good luck finding an Xbox so or a PS5 We can't, we right can't talk about yeah, first-person shooters right now. Look, so real, real quick on that. Blizzard. That's it. Done. Sure. And Diablo. Right. Done. Yes. Blizzard. Starcraft. Yeah. Overwatch. Yep. So you still uh, can't get Xbox Apex One Series or whatever it is, X Series, whatever the hell. It. I mean, you, you, probably can, but they're super rare. The problem is that the um, the processing chips. Yeah. Because of the shortage. Yeah. No one carries these things. Okay. So PlayStation, Xbox, even to a point, um, Nintendo is suffering from the lack of product out there, unfortunately. I mean, I know it's, like, impossible to get a video card or, like, a high-end one. Right. Yeah. And, Um, I mean, so imagine trying to get a brand-new system with that. Just So something that's in high demand. Just when those crypto mining farms started taking off, they bought all the video cards. Weird coincidence. (laughs) So, but, yeah, like... I, I know it come next month, there's, like, a bunch of really highly anticipated games that are coming out. I believe I'm getting Elden Ring, which is the, uh, that George R. R. Martin game that's coming out by the Dark Souls people. Um, I'll be getting that, so I'll be able to actually review that, because everyone at work is doing but it. But I, so. I have an actual take on uh, what we are Ooh. actually talking about, is that, Blizzard. like... Microsoft seems to be turning into the Disney of the video gaming world, where well, it's like I, they're yes. just buying everything that's popular. Well, you know why? Yeah, because they failed on the last, um, like horribly failed on the Xbox One. Yeah, and like it was a horrible failure. So, uh, you know, you look at PlayStation's games and what they had brought to the table. And they had, like, Horizon. They had the Spider-Man games. Like, obviously, all the JRPGs and stuff. Like, they had a lot of great games. Xbox had what? Plus, like, Halo. Plus, there's this, like... (laughs) Halo 5? This is, like... I'm getting this vibe from Microsoft where it's, like... They're, like... Yeah, I don't know if gaming consoles are going to be a thing for a while. But we got PCs, like, cornered. Mm -hmm. So let's just like buy up all these video game makers. Yeah. No, that's what it is. That way we yeah, can have them the all be big just PC exclusive, and we could just right. bank on that market. Well, no, right. no, no. That's not. That's not it. The 
It's not. It's not because the one bombed. It. it it's because during I think it was last the the E3 before that they all had this thing about like cross playing things between your yeah. PC and your and your and your Xbox oh, yeah. and yeah. stuff well, like cross that. Cross platform. And, and the thing is, yeah, you're right. They want it. They yeah. They have the PC kind of cornered regarding programs and stuff. Yeah. So they're just. I I think you're right. They're just buying it to corner the PC game market because. Let's face it. I mean, Warcraft is a monthly fee, as is yeah. a few of these other things, and it's just a consistent stream of money. Yeah. And you're getting a uh, a thing that creates games that you can now play on both your Xbox and your computer and your phone. Like at some point, we're going to see Microsoft. I can see them starting to get into the phone game. They already did. I really, I really did. Well, like, Activision is yeah. Yeah, it flopped. Uh, Activision is in the. Uh, there's a Call of Duty phone. Game yeah, so they're. Great. I think this so, is like, Activision's already in it. I think this but, is more of a solid attempt to try and get into the phone world without. I think that's like the thing they want to do. I think the end game is get into the digital platforms: PC, gaming, and phone. They tried with the PC, phone. It PC obviously. is huge, but, um, but to give you an idea, though, um. After this was announced, this is why I think this is uh, Microsoft trying to compete with PlayStation. After this was announced, um, Sony's stocks dropped 13% after it was announced. Yeah, I'm 100% sure this is a console war tip, move. Tip, oh, yeah. I mean, let's look in, in any like takeover type of thing like that. It, it that always happens. The competitors always. Oh, I know. Yeah. But this is this is all a hundred percent because, like you ask anybody who console games like not PC but consoles, ask them which one they prefer the uh, PlayStation Four or the Xbox One. It's a hundred percent the Xbox uh, the uh, the PlayStation Four. It had so many better Look, games. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying it's not because of console wars. It the price dropping thirteen percent is. Is not like that's not the reason. It's just it drops. This is what happens. I I, yeah. understand, the game. I understand, but like they wouldn't go after Activision to buy it if it wasn't a suck it Sony kind of move. Like we realized our problem last time was we had no good exclusives. Let's go out there and buy exclusives. I well, there you go. But you know what's the value of them doing that? And then I mean, if you if you have Activision and you can only now sell half of their stuff. You know, or, or sell like only to half of you know to Mike to Microsoft and Xbox versus, you know, PlayStation. I mean, that really like handy or you know kneecaps their value. But I, don't know, I think it's content is kin though. You know, like you've got to go get yeah. the good IP. Yeah. Like exactly what Sam said. Let's just gobble up all the popular shop yeah. stuff and just yeah, it's exactly what know, Disney did with, the, uh, with like movies and TV, where it's just let's buy everything that's popular. And we will become the, you know, the behemoth of the video game world. Hmm. Plus, in, it, you know, nine years when we're all in the metaverse, you know, <laughs> it's going to look so much cooler when, like, we're just doing the podcast, but literally playing Call of Duty at the same time. Oh, God. Talking about the fourth Avatar movie. <laughs> jo- John, how many years in the future is this? Nine. Ah, so we're talking about the third Avatar. Okay. Yeah, I, I look I, for those still listening to this episode. Uh, 
I, I'm going. <laughs> I to think do it's a, interesting. <laughs> we're going yeah, to do a, a 2022 stuff. movie preview, but we're going to wait a few weeks to see if any Avatar news comes out that it's going to be this. Yeah, year. right. I mean, we already got a bunch of stuff that's like being shifted around. Uh, uh, Black Panther just got pushed back again. That's that's understandable. Like that's the one movie yeah. that don't just well, don't more, pay attention to a date. Yeah, just don't. Yeah, but well, they've been more, filming. More COVID. They filmed like in yeah. Worcester. Look, and they, and they stopped I'm give, because of COVID. I'm giving all L- the Lupita Luongo all the leeway. I'm giving all the leeway to Black. No, Panther. it's not. Let them just do whatever they want. It's not her. It's um, it's his sister. No, no, that originally, yes. They just shot down either today or yesterday because of her. Oh, oh, like just got, Yeah, she just oh. got COVID. So they had to shut the... It was like her and a few other members of the crew. Where, where, uh, where were they filming? Worcester? They oh, were at one point. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I'm sure that was... I know, right? <laughs> are, you, are you sure that this is not an Obi-Wan situation where it's like Worcester, England? No, no, like Worcester... <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah... That was great. Uh, speaking of Worcester, uh, random random thought. Um, so apparently, the Woo Sox are not doing well financially up in No, let's let's not. <laughs> I know, right? Let's not. Let, we're not going to get into that local politics. Worcester issue sucks. Here. Okay, moving that's on. Not a, that's not politics. This is a this is a chalk, like this is a full full episode. Yeah, let's, we're. I know. All right. Going so all right. So, any other news? Anybody no, got anything no, else? Just move on. Moving right into Peacemaker, then, on uh, HBO. Freedom! <laughs> look, Chris, look, go ahead. You can take look, this one. Okay, so Peacemaker is just the the the, uh, the character from the most recent Suicide Squad movie. The and Suicide apparently Squad. The, I'm sorry, whatever. <laughs> apparently, he was big enough to have his own TV show, and, 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 it's, and it's starring John Cena. Let me, let me start off by saying this. It was a three three episode premiere drop. Mm-hmm. The first, <laughs> I want to say like the first ten minutes, which is the hospital and the introduction, are quite possibly the best definition of one's acting career than anything else. Like this first ten minutes of that show sum up John Cena to a T, and it's awesome. And it's so awesome. Uh, and mostly just referring to the little dance that they have. Because <laughs> it said the intro and it's like skip intro. And I'm like hovering over the button. I'm like, you know what? I should skip the intro. But, you know, yeah. and I watched I, it. I I'm heard like, I'm just, I'm, Gun, Gun was like, I want to make an intro that you don't want to skip through. Yeah, it was, I'll be it, damned. I didn't want to skip through that. <laughs> It's, it's yeah, I, I wanted to watch it one time. The stupidest I, thing I skip through it every you time. will ever see, but it's so worth it. I just, just to watch I it. I enjoyed once. everyone doing that stupid dance the whole time. I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I I could not get it out of my mind. Right. <laughs> right? Like, it, I watched all three episodes. Unlike Sean, I watched it every time. <laughs> Did you really? In fact, I've like gone back and watched it again. <laughs> I can't um, I can't just everything about that just screams. Wow, this yes. show is gonna be stupid, but <laughs> you know it's 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 it kind of works in such a way. Like, but, it's not a, it's but not like a, the good kind of stupid. Yeah, it's not like you're gonna live and die by this show. It's gonna be this is gonna be entertaining once a week, you know, because you'll watch the dance again. Yeah. it'll just remind you of how stupid it is. It's just gonna then, it's just gonna be stupid. Fun. His best friend is named Eagly. 
Yeah, and he hugs them. It's an eagle that actually hugs yeah, people, that was, which I love. The CGI is a little... You need to get over the CGI a little bit. Yeah, it, it is a yeah. TV show. Like, it, it is a little can we talk exactly, about? Yeah. Can we talk about the fight that was, like, all CGI, but, like, it's not supposed to be CGI? Is this the first oh, episode? Oh, between or? the yeah. girl and When he's and fighting the, like, butterfly, butterfly yeah. or whatever? Yeah. That, like, one. freaked me out. Like, that was a, like... like just taking a nice like river hike or river ride through the uncanny valley <laughs> the whole time <laughs> and like i don't know i guess is that like a money saving thing like it was all cgi right like i'm not crazy most of it was yeah i saw okay. a lot which like it, it was the sort of cgi that like you don't need cgi to do but it's probably just cheaper and more efficient you don't have to pay a person to do it uh, like right. yeah yeah well, think you have to pay stunts. You have to pay the insurance for the stunts. Um, you have to film it. It takes time. Film it's it. You have to build the props and the the uh, the you know the sets to fall apart the way they do and whatnot and and to like reset so you can film it again. Right. So yeah, I guess money. I mean, CGI is expensive, but I feel like in those kind of instances, yeah, it's a money saving thing. Yeah, but it's like. It's it's just one of those shows where you you honestly first watching it no idea what to expect no idea did not read up on it had really? no clue what was going on I knew who Peacemaker was but like that's my extent nothing but you saw Suicide Squad yeah and I like, saw I, Suicide yeah. Squad but it's just it's just I didn't number one didn't know it was rated R so like when he's banging in the toilet or in the bathroom and he just screams freedom I'm like wow. <laughs> No idea this show was going this direction. <laughs> yeah. And then, that was hilarious, just, though, him screaming freedom. <laughs> that was, that was oh, like, my God. That got me. It was such, like, a peak of my, my, I don't know when I watched it, but it was, like, the peak of my day when I'm just like, well, this is interesting. And then he screams freedom as he's doing it. And it's just like, <laughs> wow, John Cena. Wow. And then he just I love when <laughs> they had the, runs um, around and dances in his underwear with <laughs> Oh, got singing to yeah the music. The quit the, oh, what the heck was it? I forget what band it was when he was playing. Was it Queen? Know, was it Queen? No, no, it, no it was not Queen. These are these are all like '80s hair metal. Yeah, like oh, yeah. obscure '80s hair metal. Because like, was it Cinderella is one of them, which is like such an obscure band. I mean, but like, I guess it kind of works. James Gunn's like go-to thing. Right. Oh, yeah. He loves using like music, music as music in his movies. Um, so apparently, he just like wrote this at the start of COVID, just because he had nothing else to do with like really like no intention of it getting made, but they still made it, hmm. which I kind of just love. Hmm. Yeah. You know, like I, I wish we got more stuff like this. And the problem is, is that well, I don't want to get to like bitching people out, but like. If it's Marvel or DC, there's only one that's really going to, like, make this sort of thing. So... Yeah. Um, especially now. Oh, there's... Um, oh, yeah. there, you're right. There's the inevitable, like, race discussion that's going to come out of this. It's inevitable. with Especially with Robert, oh. Robert uh, Patrick as the dad and all of his... That's not what I was thinking. Well, no, I was thinking, um, like, there's going to be... Like, this is not going to be... This would never be on network TV, obviously. Well, right. yeah, but, uh, but what I'm thinking is... it wouldn't even be Disney streaming for Marvel. This, yeah, there's no, no chance this would be Disney. This would no. be possibly Fox if they still had, like, a thing. But Maybe. once Disney bought Fox, it, it it's not something that they would do. I mean, like, 
there's still talks that Blade is going to be PG-13. Like, how? Yeah, a sword guy. Like, yeah, a guy impossible. killing vampires. The heads yeah, of vampires. That, yeah, no. Yeah, no. that's going to be PG-13? No. No. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of fear out there that Deadpool 3 that is happening is going to be PG-13. It's like, it can't. It cannot I be PG-13. Like, like, it's got to be The R. only thing with that is, like, I remember seeing uh, Feige come out and say, no, it's going to be R. Yeah. Which, right. oh, granted, yeah, like, like, they can always rescind on that, but... Right. You know, I will give, I will give HBO credit for doing, a sh- yeah. doing shows like this. Like Watchmen and the, and I'll, I will give them credit for that. They do have, mm-hmm. they do have cojones well, for it, especially when it comes to their properties. DC, I don't, I don't know if you how much comics you read anymore, Chris, but a good portion of DC's comics are under the black label, which is their like. These are the mature yeah. kind of comics. Like most of what they make now, what they produce now in comic book shops are under the black label. So they're they're putting out a more mature thing um, content-wise. So, I mean, yeah, it makes sense that like... I And I'm okay with this if Warner Brothers and DC were like, all right, rather than trying to go with the Justice League or the Flash or anything like that that's like a family-friendly... Let's just start going like the Joker or, kite you know, yeah, Kite Man. No, well, the but Flash like, is still pe- uh, Peacemaker. I, I, I know it's like the, the final movie in the in the Justice League. Did you did whatever. you guys know Kite Man is like in like the Harley Quinn show as like a recurring bit? Yes. Yeah. Have you any either you watch that at all? I have not. No. I, it's there's several shows on HBO that I really need to get into that are DC. But like, I would love for DC to sit down and just be like, we're done making these things. Like we love the fact that Batman is such like a serious kind of thing. Let's, let's just go rated R with everything. Let's just mm. go like either bat shit crazy or super I, serious. And violent. I'm cool like, with that. If it's a comedy, but like when they start going to these like serious stuff, it's just like, Dude, this is a guy in his underwear yeah. punching people. Well, like, I don't, yeah. I don't know, man. But like, would you say the Expendables is like a super serious movie? No, like, okay, if it's going like ridiculous like that, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's if it's like a tongue and cheek, that's what like, it is. It's like pulpy, tongue and cheek, yeah. pulpy, like ridiculousness. But it's just the issue I had with like the Snyderverse like, was it took itself way too seriously. Oh yeah, no, you don't want like outside of Batman, uh, you don't want. It's like don't Batman. take yourself seriously. I'm okay if you're going R, but just don't take yourself seriously. Yeah. Well, in taking yourself uh, too seriously, news um, in DC, we have a runtime for Batman. Mm. Yeah. Would you like to know what that is? Is it upwards of? This is without credits. This is without this. That's the the thing that is it upwards of two forty. Yes. Okay, I'm, not, I'm probably not going to watch it. It's like, isn't it like 248? It is 255 with two, about eight two, minutes of credits. Two hours and 55 two, minutes. Almost a it's three almost three hours. hours. This movie's going to Dude, suck. I bet I can, or, I can already call you. I'm going to call it now. You can edit out Batwoman, and this movie will still be fine. You mean Catwoman? Catwoman, I'm sorry, and it will still be fine. I think, I think it's a mistake having her in there in the first place. See... See, my feeling is, is like, yeah, she's going to be a bit, like, crowbarred in, but, like, that's the kind of thing where I I might see it and be like, that was the only good part. Yeah. 
I think the thing that it's this movie's going to suffer from, and I mean this is all speculative, um, is the fact that Catwoman's a villain, the uh, Penguin's a villain, and the Riddler is apparently it's the it, major in villain. there somewhere. Yeah. The, no, like the he's villain, supposed to be the like the complex. major villain. Yeah, too many, yeah. too many. So, in. like you have three, like John said, too many cooks. Like you, there's so much going on in this three-hour yeah. movie. There's no reason for that. We are also and now living in the age of uh, a Warner Brothers, a three-hour Warner Brothers movie and a ten-hour uh, limited HBO Max series because they are going to do a um, yeah. Penguin uh, limited series on Jesus. the back end. And actually, and then they're also going to do. They're doing that, and then they're doing some like Commissioner Gordon Police Department show yeah. as well. Look, yep. If 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 HBO still stick or Warner Brothers, I guess sticks with this, um, I guess method of releasing wide in theaters and releasing simultaneously on their platform. Oh, they're, I, they're, I, that's been abandoned though. Has it been officially like? Yeah, abandoned? they're not. They're not doing it this year. Yeah, it might come back. I, but I, they're not doing it this year. I can't. I don't know if I can get behind them kicking out yeah. this stuff, like three-hour movies for I, a, I a, a non-proven character that's already been proven yeah. to to not have an equal. Like, You're right. Coming out of the box with this is like a little much like if you told me like the third movie in the trilogy is almost three hours i'd be yeah. like whatever yeah because the, then uh, like but, i'm like oh yeah if this is the third movie there's gonna be a lot of like things that need to be tied up and stuff yeah right. so yeah like, i don't even think dune was three hours right dune was two and change two and 20 i think something. it was like two four or two it wasn't that far from it yeah it was pretty high yeah but it's it, but so much stuff. Yeah, happens. But like, it's like something. It's something new. Yeah, we've, nothing happened. We've seen. No. We've seen Batman. We've seen yeah. a good Batman yeah. before. We've seen a good Catwoman before. Like, yeah, like have we? Not not movie, but 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 like Michelle character. Pfeiffer was fine. Not even not even that. It's even in uh, Anne Hathaway was fine. Like it's no, she wasn't. I'd I'd, was I'd say she was she, was, she fine. was fine. It's just she the was, movie just didn't use her very well. I'm just yes. more or less this movie is going to be a litmus litmus test for me for like how DC is going forward cuz like this is finally they're like stepping away from the Snyderverse and if this is how they're going to treat their properties where it's like 3 hour movies yeah, like, yeah, let, let's no, yeah but you're let's one step one away from 84 would have been the litmus test but um, what? Wonder Woman eighty four should have been the litmus test. No, no that no. didn't count. Yeah. Not all of us gave Wonder Woman a nine. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the first one. Yeah, not not like I'm pretty sure mine was a high seven. We're not anyway, going to like, this, so it's, um, not, it's not going to change. Any other peacemaker thoughts? We're kind of going along. Um, it's it's okay. Uh, it took a while to really get into what was going on. Because, like, the whole time... But I think my biggest complaint about it, and um, I'm sure you guys might feel the same. Like, I first of all, I loved Robert Patrick being his dad. Like, that's a great choice, great casting. Yeah, that, I, I have that. to admit, that was a good one. That was a good one. Incredible I, I callback love, to the Marine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. But um, my biggest complaint about this is, how come every funny superhero has to be Deadpool? Oh, Vig- they're only funny in that way. Yeah. yeah, like vigilante. It's like you put him in a red suit. Oh, look, it's Deadpool. Oh well, yeah, that that part too. Well, just 
the thing for me with like James Gunn stuff is like I don't know if it's like seventy thirty or like sixty forty of like comedy working not working. Mm-hmm. You know, like some of it's like just like a little too much sometimes. Yeah, like it's a little too clever. Um, like, he was fine, but like yeah. he definitely was giving off very strong Deadpool vibes. I'm not saying Look, like the costume. I'm just saying like in like the style of comedy. We're, that, we're falling like, into this. We're falling into the. There's so many out there that we're going to start overlapping a little bit here. Like we're we're we're, we're getting that. to that point. If not, but but already, but like already. John Peacemaker's a funny character. Like, he's hilarious. And does he remind you of anybody? Not really. He's just kind of, like, he described it for Suicide Squad. He's a douchey Captain America. Like, that's fine. But, like, why does Vigilante have to be, like, a carbon copy of Deadpool? I See, I, I wasn't really getting that. Yeah, I wasn't getting that either, dude. I feel like next time you watch it, you're, you might see it. Okay. Maybe. Um, yeah. I, I don't even know how important vigilante is. Oh, I did love that the to like three some pillow talk. Yeah. <laughs> <It's just really laughs> it's just this show just takes some uh just goes some places, man. Yeah. I kinda yeah. I kinda dig it. It, um, it. It'll be fine. It's just the way that the third episode ended, it's like, holy crap, how how is this gonna be a small T V show? Yeah. Well I think too. I do like how the sort of explaining the overall plot doesn't really matter. Mm. Like, yeah, it kind of does, but they like keep asking like, Oh, what are butterflies or whatever? And yeah. you know, yeah, it doesn't whatever. Just like, you know, just show me some things blowing up. That'd be cool. Yeah. I also not digging, uh, how peacemaker apparently can't kill anymore. Just let him kill. Look, th- this is where the storylines are going. So, you can see where it's all kind of. Yeah, be I know he, he's end. he's gonna have a re- hero redemption story kind of thing, yeah. but like that kind of sucks. Like I'd rather him just go out there and just shoot everyone. Yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't be so sure. <laughs> I wouldn't be so sure. You guys think we're gonna see Weasel at all? I went back and watched Suicide Squad. <laughs> I I don't know. There's a chance <laughs> it is James probably. Gunn. I feel like I feel like he'll show it up. Could, it could. Alive. at some point. His brother. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, it's Sean Gunn. So I mean, like, why not? Well, well I'm wondering if we're ever gonna see any anybody else. You know, I don't think. I don't I, know. Like, I just Elba just shows up in the last yeah, episode, kind of thing. Yeah, like I don't know. I'm not expecting it, but who knows? Who knows? I love the bonding scene over dinner where they're talking about how uh, uh, Idris Elba's character is afraid of rats. <laughs> <laughs> and just Robert Patrick is just losing his shit the whole time, like thinks it's the funniest thing yeah. ever. Yeah, was he's he like, the one that... <laughs> he's like, was he the one who shot you? And it's just silence. <laughs> um, oh, all right, let's, mo- let's uh, move on. Yeah. Let's move on. All right, let's move on to another very short that we can talk about. Uh, Book of Boba Fett. Really quick, let's talk about it. It's been a few weeks uh, since we've talked about it. Um, halfway through, let's right? Just say, we're halfway through. Yeah, we're Four episodes. halfway through. Uh, the flashbacks have finally caught up with the Mandalorian, so it looks like we're done with those. Um, and then it seems like there's a fight on our hands. Uh, there's going to be a war coming in the the current plot line. Um, so I, I look the the the, yeah, the best part. The best part about Star Wars now is the lore like everything behind it like the um oh jesus sand people the t- Tuscan, the Tuscan, Raiders. Tuscan, Tuscan Raiders. Raiders yeah 
these Tusky Raiders, like the ritual of becoming mm. a warrior type thing, like that stuff is now cool. Yeah. Like, how they got their gaffy cool. sticks. How they get the gaffa sticks, how they like craft it and everything. The weird lizard the thing man- that goes yes. into their yeah. nose. Yeah. It, yep. And it's like the Mandalorian where like the armor building process. Like all this stuff now, this is the best part of Star Wars. It's not I the agree. original trilogy characters, whatever. This is it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we're gonna and this needs to continue. And yeah. It, and it's kind of they're they're hitting their stride, I think, with these shows. Well, granted, we've only had two, but we've had what three seasons cumulatively, or four? I don't know. Whatever. We've seen right. we've seen a bunch of stuff. This is the third. This is the third. Yeah. So, so we've seen we've seen a bunch of this stuff, and we're getting to the point right now where we we kind of know the method where it's like almost western, and then there's all there's always like this epic kind of weird training montage that they do. <laughs> Um, like riding, learning how to ride speeder bikes or whatever they're called, <laughs> and yeah. and you know riding the uh, oh, what the heck the is it? the man bike. the Mandalorian thing. He was Actually, no, they were speeder the bikes. But yeah. you know, like this is we're we're starting to see the formula and how it works, and mm-hmm. and what's going to be even better. And I think this is true. And you correct me if I'm wrong, but at the end of the last episode, we got different music. Like we got an intro music of oh so that's that's the Mandalorian because they say that, oh that's the money thing. can buy uh, hired guns and then all of a sudden we get the Mandalorian uh, theme song yeah so I think I know where this is going <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's oh, like this is God, pseudo season kind of, three yeah, of yeah, Mandalorian we're about to enter well I mean it's yeah yeah I mean it practically has been. yeah. I mean, right. just with yeah, the whole wrong. the whole thing has been. I mean, and we're we're starting to see like characters cross over. Like you saw that the tech or the mechanic walk by with the three, you know, droids. Walk yeah, by. like you're starting to see that stuff, yeah. and that's and that's cool and that's interesting, and it's kind of a callback to the previous seasons. I'll just lump them all into one show anyway. But like the the best part about Star Wars, and I love every second of it, even though I don't like Boba Fett as much as some people on this. Sh- on this that's fine. Podcast. That's fine. You can uh, just say I still my think name. He's overrated. Chris. I still think he's overrated, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just loving the building of the worlds. Yeah. <laughs> and I just hope that, I mean, I'm not going to say her name, but Kathleen, she never gets involved with this. <laughs> I just really hope she never gets involved. I mean, she is technically a producer on this show, but like how Look, this is, much do you think she has to say? You and I know this is the like, brainchild of Feige yes. and um, Feige. Filoni. No, Filoni. not now Feige. Feloni and Favreau. Feloni and Favreau. 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 Sorry, Favreau. There's a lot of us. There's a lot of us. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, with respect to Kathleen Kennedy, though, Chris, you know, to quote uh, episode nine, no one's ever really gone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh. I, I don't disagree with what your overall point is, Chris. I think where I kind of disagree is that this – show really features any of that to me um yeah i'm glad we've been doing it totally by accident like two episodes and two episodes mm-hmm. um because i don't think there's really much at all to talk about in any given episode but um yeah there's just something like i don't really care about fennec boba fett just you know it's not like i i even you know have like turned off but there's just no reason to turn on you know like he kind of hasn't given me any real reason to like grab a hold or really like understand where he's coming from or his motivations i mean i just think that was 
not a great move to like make a Boba Fett show, but don't have the Boba Fett angle nailed down well mm-hmm. enough. Like, I don't think you could just be like inherently like, oh yeah, he's in the like you know stands up against the wall for five minutes in the original trilogy. That's enough to like base him on, you know. Um, that was that was my question. I was going to ask, like they made it, Sean. I want to get your opinion on how his personality is shaping up to what your expectations were. Because, and I quote from you, these were the baddest, badass bounty hunters in the galaxy. Yeah, hired I, by yep whoever the empire yeah the empire and like he's really not. No, so the the way I would put it is you have the difference between first time you see Boba Fett or truly see Boba Fett in the Mandalorian where he just like goes ape shit on all those stormtroopers and it's like oh man this guy's awesome and then you watch him in this show and it's like every time he gets into a big skirmish so there was the time in the town he's always in trouble he's always in trouble and he's he can barely hold his own weight like what the hell it's it's like they they nerfed this guy. Like, even when they faced off against the Sarlacc, like, Fennec Sand was the one who killed it. She's the one who did the, um... Yeah, you're right. Um, the detonator. Like, also, and, yep. I, I didn't quite understand the reason to go back, either. Well, he doesn't know where his armor is, so he... Because remember, like, oh, the Jawas he was took left it. for dead. Yeah, the Jawas took Well, he doesn't know out. it was the Jawas. Yeah. He, was right. com- he was left for dead uh, outside of the mouth, so he thought it was still inside the Sarlacc. Which... Cool shot, but like it's the one of the few times, one of the very few times in Star Wars where I'm like, that's not possible. Mm. Like to take that ship and like turn it like that, it was a great shot. It looked really cool, but it's just not possible. Uh, I like, think this is physically this is one possible. Of those moments of dude, space wizards, calm down. <laughs> yeah, and and like like I said, it was a great shot. Them getting attacked by the Sarlacc beak, um, and then finally killing it. Like I loved it. Um, any, anytime the, uh, the detonator goes off and it goes, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's cool so audio cue. Yeah. It's still yeah. one of the best parts yeah. of that movie for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I did love when he was going after the speeder bike mm. gang. Oh yeah. And he just annihilates them so, all. Yeah. Uh, did you notice he does not refer to his ship as slave one? He calls it a fire spray. Mm. Oh man. I didn't even, oh, I didn't I, even pick well, it up. Well, what a yeah. tragedy. Uh, this, this, <laughs> this show keeps doing something that's kind of annoying to me in that, like, every time I'm almost like, eh, do I really like this show? It just introduces something that just, it's not that important, but it just pulls me back in. And the, yeah. the <laughs> it's like a little flashy yeah, piece of like, metal. And the thing about this, and it's so specific to me, was the introduction of the mods. Yeah, the boy band biker, the boy like, band biker gang. No, uh, no, 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 no. The no. mods, like they are, yeah. like space version of that English gang. And what is my favorite album of all time? Quadrophenia, which is about mods. <laughs> and now all of a sudden I'm back in. And also I've been listening to Quadrophenia for the past like week. <laughs> and I'm just like, damn it. They got, they got the mirrors on the, the scooter things and uh, they're all dressed up in zoot suits and just, damn it. I'm back in. And then this last it's... episode, I was just like, eh, I mean, am I really, 
do I really enjoy this? And then it just ends with the Mandalorian sound, and I'm just like, yeah. damn it. Pull me back yeah, in. For- <laughs> <laughs> like every yeah. time I'm almost like, is it this is this that good? I'm just they just introduce something where I'm just like, all right, I'm back in. I did yeah. find it funny it- that it was like Oh yeah, you can pay people to fight for you. Really? In Star Wars, a mercenary. <laughs> talking. Who would have thought? A hired talking gun. In a conversation between two bounty hunters. Bounty hunters, yeah. yeah. A bounty and an assassin and a bounty yeah. hunter. She's oh, not sorry. a bounty hunter. Uh, it's different. I wonder if she knew Zan. <laughs> uh, I mean it's possible. Would you guys think what'd you guys think about like the the Mos Espa like <laughs> car chase? Oh, it was awful. Turn. It was awful. It was it was a skip moment, like a skip ten seconds moment. Oh yeah, I was well, again yeah, the no, whole like, time. I'm sitting just down looking watching at the scooters and being like, "God, all the mirrors, man." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, and like the fact it that reminds like me of the top year episode where they went to Vietnam and like <laughs> mopeds. <laughs> <laughs> See what what it reminded me of was if you've ever seen Reno Nine One One the movie. There's a chase sequence on like those uh, go kart, like the um, yeah, uh, golf cart, yeah. and it's just them chasing each other on the golf carts, going like ten miles an hour. That's what that chase sequence reminded me. <laughs> just them going so slow, being like, "Get out of the way!" Oh, yeah. Like crashing into <laughs> yeah. things, but like you could run faster. Like these people are mod, like modded with, um, you know, with cybernetic uh, and, devices and in their arms and legs. And that's stuff. Like, the other thing. They have all these mods in them, so the name works. <laughs> so they can just call them mods. They're the like mods. Like the actual British youth gang from the 60s and 50s. Oh my. Oh God. Yeah. I, I, this, this show is definitely up and down, but I like being a Boba Fett fan. I've enjoyed it. But like I said, I, they have definitely nerfed who I expected Boba Fett to be, especially based off of what Which, we saw like, in the Mandalorian. To be honest, is like okay because it's like if he was just a total badass, then it'd be like, where's all the sense of danger? Yeah, but yeah, I, it was kind yeah. of unavoidable. I feel like yeah, even though it it, it, kinda, it still is unfortunate because it's it's unfortunate too that for the past you know thirty plus years with Boba Fett being everywhere, like he's no noto- he's this notorious bounty hunter. And then in this show, they're like, you know, he shows up, I'm Boba Fett. They're like, yeah, so. Like, isn't he this, like, notorious bounty hunter that, like, everyone's afraid of, but no one in the show has, like, ever even heard of him? Like, how is this possible? So it's just, it's one of those expectations versus what I'm getting. It just, it's definitely nerfing all of the expectations I was expecting. I mean, that's, that's one of those, those issues of you're going to have to tell a good story. And if somebody walks yeah. in and it's yeah. like everyone fears and everyone respects, then like, where do we go from here? Right. Yeah. Well, we're, ha- I mean, I, I thought, I thought we were going somewhere with the huts, but apparently we're not. Oh, we might. So we might. Well, it, it's dealing with the... Oh, God, what pikes. are they called? The Pike. Oh, um, I'm so, the pikes. Pikes. so happy. Who were just like, the oh, yeah, the Pikes. Don't you know about the Pikes, well, who are also fish, which is funny? They're a huge, they're a huge like, yeah. Clone Wars syndicate. They're huge in the Clone yeah. Wars. Like, they have a... They're part of a couple seasons, at least. 
I feel like yeah. we've said this now about like ten or twelve organization of like oh huge in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Guys. Well, this well, is where Filoni. Yeah, comes yeah. In. It's almost like Filoni, right. you know, was yeah. the showrunner on. Uh, that would be hilarious if they just like didn't like not at all but anyway anyway we're halfway Um, through three episodes left you can kind of guess what the parts are yeah Yeah. fish people it's syndicate Uh, I got it a few episodes left I'm you know excited still coming home every day and sitting down in front of my TV and watching it the difference between this and Mandalorian though unfortunately is no baby Yoda remember Mandalorian coming out no Every Friday, coming home, watching Mandalorian and being, like, super excited. But, like, before I would come home, be like, no, I can't see anything about this episode. No, 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 blah, 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 blah. And this, I'm like, oh, there's a spoiler. Dude, dude, no Baby Yoda. Like, as, like, you know, as, like, useless as he was and, like, kind of just a a ploy to sell, you know, plushies. Damn it. Like, he made Mandalorian so... Well, no, we don't know how it's going to do without it. I, like, we I know. don't know. So let's give yeah. it. Let's I know, give but it. like, God damn, he was so goddamn adorable. And I just wanted to come back every week it, and watch him. <laughs> it's, it's very funny that you bring this up, Sam, because like, I, so, you know, I always have tabs up for every show or movie we're talking about on the podcast. And so obviously I have the book of Boba Fett one up open and somebody wrote, uh, Book of Boba Fett on Disney Plus needs a baby as its villain. <laughs> and I was like, I, it shows like a Pokemon, like, but with a blacked out. I know exactly who it is. And like, I clicked on it and it's exactly who I thought it was. And it's, remember that really bad movie, The Clone Wars? And how sure. the plot of it is surrounded by one. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin have to save Jabba the Hutt's kid. Yeah. Oh God. That's and right. The, it's that they're like, that's the, should be the baby villain of this show. I'm like, no, God, I've watched that movie no, way should. too. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of dig that. I've, like a baby, like some boss baby situation. <laughs> Just like shits yeah, all over it's, the place. It's for some reason, this is also voiced by, uh, um, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. <laughs> I hear you cheap these days. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right, all right. All Let's right. move on. Any, any final Boba Fett thoughts? No, no. no. Uh, okay. We have a few more episodes left. I'm excited. All right, no, Chris, let's let's uh, talk Macbeth uh, real quick here, unless you've got a lot, a lot to talk about. But no, 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 no. rush. Well, no, we can make it quick. Uh, all right, so Tragedy of Macbeth, which uh, recently this weekend uh, premiered on Apple TV Plus, was previously in some theaters somewhere if you wanted to drive far enough um uh which i fell out of that but um yeah so it's essentially it's you know it's Macbeth. it's a the shakespeare play adapted by joel cohen of the cohen brothers though his brother ethan is not a collaborator on this it's just uh him on his own uh starring uh denzel denzel washington and uh um francis mcdermott Francis McDormand, who's also Joe Cohen's wife, so sure he had a hook up there. Um, and it's essentially made in the production style of a 50s, 40s, black and white, um, you know, Mick, or Square. Shakespeare, yeah, you know, drama. Like it's it's like a not Olivier supposed to be of any kind of situation. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not supposed to be seeming to be like real life so much as much as it's just kind of like 
sets and stuff like that. And, you know, to me, I really enjoyed it. I thought, um, as somebody who, you know, like probably everybody here, everybody listening, you know, in high school and stuff like that, we would read the plays, um, sometimes even do the, like, I'll call them table reads where everyone kind of, everyone in the class is a role and you just kind of like go around and read them all and no one really knows what it's saying and you can't really pick it up. Um, so for me, Shakespeare was always like, oh, okay, sure. Like, yeah, I'm sure it's good. You tell me it's good. I'm sure it's good. But never really like feeling it um, or like understanding. Um, but actually seeing it like played out and like acted it really comes through, yes. like, so much more. I mean, I guess, like, astounding to think that a play was meant to be acted out as opposed to, like, read. Um, but, you know, there you go. So, um, I really enjoyed it. I thought, like, Denzel was awesome. Um, Francis McDormand was pretty good. All the little random stuff, like Stephen Root yeah. showing up for, like, five minutes as the, um, you know, comedic, uh, comedic relief, which, you know, pretty common in the Shakespeare plays, especially after a dark moment, like, you know, killing the king. Um, I guess we'll do spoilers on a, you know, 600-year-old <laughs> play. But, um, yeah, overall, though, I, I really love the art direction of it. I thought it was cool. I would love to see them make, like, another one at some point, you know, just, like, pick whatever and, and make another one of this style. I just think it's cool. Um you know, looked beautiful, even though it's black and white, even though it's like four, three, you know, square frame, black and white. Um, it just looks incredible the whole time. And even just some of the sort of like movie magic things of like when he sees the three witches in the beginning and they flash from like two being in the water as like a shadow sort of to three being on land. Um, it, it just it had a lot of like really interesting things and was just the sort of thing too where it's it's so sort of unique and on its own especially as a contemporary sort of like piece of work that um yeah it just it sticks out and like i wouldn't want every movie to be like this obviously but cool to see where do i begin <laughs> where do i begin uh the what is this shot it's shot in four three or is it just displayed in four three uh, it's probably, I mean, probably both. Whatever, whatever it was. Wicked annoying, as always. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean... Just like the Snyder Cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Okay. Uh, I don't want to go too far into it. So, you, you know, the first, like, after ten minutes, literally ten minutes, after the witch scene in the beginning, which everybody knows the story anyway, so... After the witch scene in the beginning, I, I just kept thinking to myself, wow, this is such a Hollywood one percenters movie. Like, this is, <laughs> this is why people, this is why they think people want to go into acting, is to do this stuff. And it just made me miserable for that, like, section of society. I can't, I cannot stand when, <laughs> when things like this are done. I really can't. It's just 100% not in my wheelhouse. At all. Like, at all. This is right in the same world as musicals. I'd say this is even, like, below musicals on my list of things I want to see. And I'm not going to lie. Everything you said, everything you said, I wholeheartedly agree with. Like, I read Macbeth at least five or six times. 
and it wasn't until that sixth time where I finally figured out what the hell was going on. It is it is such a visual. Uh, it, it it has to go hand in hand. It is one of those pieces of yeah. work that need to be seen and listened to at the same time. If you're reading it, it does not make sense without a visual cue because because the dialogue is just like so nonsensical and like Shakespeare. Like I mean, he's trying to be poetic to be poetic, yes. like but not necessarily communicate or bring the point across. So like you need to see the other. You know, what do they say? Like, visual and, like, hearing people is, like, 95% of communication or something like that. You need that extra 5% to grasp it. And it's not that hard to grasp, but, like, it's really tough to make the jump about it. You're absolutely right. 90% of all that they say is epically useless. Literally epically useless. (laughs) And 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 that... but That's some purdy words, though. That's just the way... That's... Yeah, purdy words, yeah. That's that's just the way it is. Like, that's, that's the play. But the key was to get the visual cues. Like, all right, now I know that Macduff is in this. And, okay, I know he plays a bigger part in this. Oh, wait, that's the guy I saw earlier. It's not just some, you know, random casting guy that just gets washed away with the rest of the cast. Um, <laughs> I can't... I mean, it's, it's, it's a movie about a play. It's like a movie about a musical. You don't expect a lot. So, I, you know, I didn't expect anything crazy with sets... And frankly, it was kind of annoying <laughs> that it's just like <laughs> it's filmed that way, too, where they they hunt down. I forget the guy's name, but it's like his best friend, the the other captain or whoever it was. They, they hunt. Oh, the, Banquo. Yeah. And then like the kid runs off and hides. And then the other the assassins are looking for him. But he's literally standing behind a wall 10 feet in front of them. They can give me a little bit of camera work here. How about you kind of zoom out a little bit, make it a little bit more realistic that they can't see a kid 10 feet in front of them behind a tree. Mm. Like that, 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 that bothers me a lot. You're, you're, it, I know it's supposed to be your play, but that, that, that's just, come on, give me a little bit. Give me a little bit. You're in movie platform here. Just give it to me. I think you just, you know, you just, I'm not even saying like you're wrong to think this, but you just you, the programming on your mind. You just got to switch when you're watching something like I that. I know, I know, and I did. I, I sat through it, and you're right. Like it was, it was interesting. It was fun to see. Like Denzel nailed it. Good. Oh yeah, like there's the scene when he's walking up to the king's room or whatever, where it's this long, like soliloquy, and he's like walking in between these columns, and the lights like on his face, off his face. On is this like, the dagger? Uh, is this I, the see dagger a, I see a dagger before me. That whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, like like then, then oh, like phenomenal. The amount of like memorization you have to do to, to to you know spew some of these words out of your mouth in the order that it should be done. Like it, it it takes a lot of work, and and that's you know I'll give them credit for that, but. It's it's a hundred percent not for audiences like the masses. It's hundred percent not for the masses. No, it really is. It's isn't. sort of the perfect streaming movie in a way. It's it's one of those things where it's it's like a nineteen seventies like like Hollywood party where everybody goes and they're all like hoity toity friends and they watch this movie. Like that's what this is for. I wouldn't. It's just it's hard to translate this into. Uh, a normal movie-going experience. It really is. But it's not meant to be, so that's fine. You say that, like, a 70s, par- a 70s Hollywood party 
wouldn't be like the most interesting thing in the world to me. <laughs> I guess it, I guess it could be like everybody's coked out of their minds, you know. <laughs> you betcha. Sure. And then they yeah, I guess they show this black and white movie. Yeah, that could fit. Um, look, I'm not I'm not like saying anybody was bad in this. Everybody was good in this. No, Everybody it's just it's not a movie. Yeah, it's just not one you're you're particularly prone to enjoy. And frankly, I was surprised how much I like vibe with it compared to I thought I was going to be more like you being like yeah, sure, it works, but it like you know I'm not gonna watch it again. Like it was good. I was you know yeah. I think I actually will, but like you know I could have saw it being like like we'll just say it like a Roma <laughs> to use another prestige black and white movie. Yeah, you know of like yeah, good, super affecting. I'll never forget that one scene. But other than that, I'm not like gonna go back and rewatch Roma. Like guys, you want to come over Friday night? We're gonna like get some pies, get some beers, and watch Roma. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's not that type of that's not that no. type of movie. But look, I mean, I'll give credit where it's due. Like this is this is exactly what I thought it would I thought it would be, and I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I, I truly did, and and um, and uh, you know, this again, this isn't my type of movie, but from what I saw and what they delivered to me, yeah, it worked. It was interesting. Yeah. It actually held my interest throughout the whole thing. So. Well, That's a plus, and it's short too, right? It's like an hour and a half. No, I was like more than that. I was like one forty-five, one fifty. That's it's no Batman, man. That's a, that's an hour under Batman. That's so. true. It's a lot of it's a lot of Shakespeare. So, so John, I, I have a question that's for you. It. Have you seen uh, yes. Ian McClellan's uh, Richard the Third? Richard the Third. Bits and pieces. I've seen like. Yeah, bits and pieces. Because it's like set when? Yeah, like it's early like 20th century. It's basically, it's just Richard III, but instead of it being, you know, medieval uh, England, it's 1930s England and it's a fascist dictatorship. And it just has a. Yeah. It has no, like an interesting style to it, just the way it's presented. And I think you might enjoy this. I don't even think Sean might enjoy it. I kind of want to go back. I kind of want to check out some of the Brana ones, because here's the thing: is like the same day that dropped, I watched the um, season or season possibly series finale of Station Eleven, and there's like a big Hamlet element of it. Like they actually do like a scene from Hamlet, and it's kind of like a big moment, um, without spoiling much. So it was like it was a big Shakespeare <laughs> day for your boy on uh, Thursday. But yeah. Or what was that, Friday? Whatever. Um, I, I think you, you dig Richard III. I'll check yeah, it out. I, I don't I know where you could find it. I feel like that it. used to be on I HBO all the time. I don't know where you find it, but you dig it. We'll have to effort that. Maybe we'll do a special, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to get a con pun, but it's not going to happen. Okay, uh, Chris, what um, what's, what's going to be your score on that one? 8-2. Uh, yeah, I think I'm more or less there. Like, I'm going to give it, like, an 8.5 just because, like, I really liked certain of the, uh, you know, production design parts of it. Like, I just kind of like the Coen brothers making, you know, movies from, like, 60 years ago. Like, I really... Hail Caesar is one of those I'll just, like, rewatch a lot now <laughs> because it's just, like, such an easy one of theirs to, like, throw on. Um, but, yeah. No, it's... Um, I, I, I'd recommend it. I think, you know, probably definitely see Denzel in the race. Although... 
man, it's it's so hard for me to like compare that performance to like any other of like a more contemporary work, you know? Like I don't know like what makes his performance good. Like I could just kind of tell it's good, but you know what I mean? Versus like comparing it to you know, Will Smith and like King Richard or something like that. Yeah, who was the um who was the guy in the movie who was he was like not really, he was with the assassins, but he's kind of like the emissary yeah, between. I can't I can't think of his name. I guess too. Is it Alex. He Hassel? did. He did. Yeah. Oh, the the actor. Well, who's the character's name? I guess Donna. No, not Donna. Uh, Ross. Was he Ross? Yeah, I think he's like in this adaptation. He's more significant. Yeah. Also, they kind of made it like very like horror movie esque at times. Like not the whole time, but like there was some very like tense kind of like horror vibes which like i just kind of wasn't expecting even though i guess it is kind of a creepy play it, it is i mean it's it's about like just killing witches, a bunch of people oh <laughs> which which by the way incredible like gee i never like even think i've seen her in anything else but like just going the whole like golem witch thing i'm like okay who the witch oh oh the yeah like the, the twisty witch. turny yeah like that yeah yeah i was like what the fuck is this yeah, that was, that's that's what I'm like, that's when I flirted with shutting it off. That <laughs> <laughs> was first ten minutes, but yeah, that's when I flirted with it. Like, I, and then I sat through it. I'm like, if I can make it through this, I'm pretty sure I can make it through the whole thing. Yeah, this is too this is too Hollywood acting for me. I can't. I think you both would like it. By the way, I don't know, maybe Sam a little bit more. But um, for for those two, no, it's good. I don't I don't think you'd regret it. It's probably a one and done. Yeah. It's probably gonna be. Oh, one I'm and I'm done. convinced I'll enjoy this. But. I'm still excited to watch it. It's just Apple. Where or when? Yeah, yeah like Apple. that's the problem. Apple. Like, I'd we'll rather... just go. You know, take the bullet. You get a free trial. You get a free month. Yeah, we'll see. just like do that. For... Yeah, Sam, do that and like gun through I... for all mankind. <laughs> yeah, and foundation and and the the. Uh, Oh, the um, Greyhound movie. Same would love that. Yeah, yeah I feel like that. that's just like a... And Coda. That, that might be one of those, like, one and done where, like, yeah, I'm not going to regret it, but, yeah, put on Greyhound. Oh, yeah. I've watched that movie, um, like, five times already. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a good, easy... Because it's one of those two where there's, like, it's just the movie. Like, you really don't re- remember, like, what part. Like, is this towards the just beginning? Oh, a lot of boats. It all kind of blends together. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm telling you, Apple TV, granted they've spent, like, a shitload, but, like, I, more hits than duds, I've found. Yeah, for six bucks a month, not bad. It's not bad. It's getting a little catalog there. There, There'll be some more stuff. We got, like, a $200 million Martin Scorsese movie at the end of the year, which (sighs) was gonna be wild. Uh, but we'll see. That might come in 23. Who the fuck knows? Anyway, moving on. To our final presentation tonight, um, Pig, starring Nicolas Cage, a 2000 uh, or 2021 summer release that um, has recently been added to Hulu, so we've all checked it out. I've actually, I watched this back in like October maybe, and then mm-hmm. I just rewatched it again um, ahead of this, and Sam yeah. and Sean have also seen it. Yeah. Um, so just to give kind of like the overview... It's essentially a movie that, while um, marketed as, like, Pig Taken, um, 
is sort of on the surface that, but really not an action movie at all. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about, um, you know, identity and, like, who you are and, you know, the importance of, like, food and, like, being together and stuff like that. The way I just, like, could, like, if I had to describe this to someone is, like, okay, imagine Taken, but instead of, like, guns and action... He's wielding existentialism and culinary skills. <laughs> right. And like the best duck yeah. recipe you've ever had. It's like he doesn't he, he breaks into your house and then like talks about the importance of, you know, loving each other. <laughs> and loving yourself. Right. And like an unabashed fear of earthquakes. <laughs> I do like when the, at one point when he's like, I think I'll move to Seattle. Then, like, in a second, he's like, <laughs> fuck, fuck Seattle. Because <laughs> this, this takes place in uh, Portland, uh, Oregon. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, this movie, I'll tell you, definitely grew on me the second time once I knew what it was. Um, mm. It's really like a slow burn. <laughs> we don't really get a great resolution. You kind of just know more about the character at the end and kind of have a better appreciation yeah. for who they are, um, which is kind of cool. To me, like, the standout moment is this lunch scene that he has. Okay, so essentially, he, you know, he thinks someone kidnapped his pig, so he uses this vendor that he's been selling truffles to. So Nicolas Cage is a sort of recluse who lives in the woods, who no one really knows what his deal is, but, you know, has a pig, and he gets truffles for this guy, and obviously make a lot of money selling truffles, even though you probably sell, you know, one or two a week, because um, they're so hard to find, but... So the movie is essentially the two of them trying to track down the pig. There's this one point where they go to this restaurant for a lunch menu, this sort of like everybody's talking about it, like star of the town, very high-end, conceptual, fine dining place where <laughs> like what are they, they're served like something that has to be kept like so it's like being smoked or something. and Yeah, it, it's the... The ingredients are all found in the area, but it's all mm-hmm. deconstructed. Right. It's, and it, Nicolas yeah. Cage, like, just literally, there's this, like, crazy, you know, appetizer that looks like it probably took, like, an hour to make and probably cost, like, $70. And he just, like, takes one of the things with his hands, like, flop, throws it in his mouth, and he's like, okay, good, let me talk to the chef. And then they mm-hmm. have a conversation, and they sort of knew each other before... Um, cause you sort of find out Nicolas Cage's hidden past, but he just like absolutely like dresses this guy down and like breaks down this whole like concept of yeah. like identity and like being true to yourself and, he's and not, like, not true to yourself. He's not that so much, part like, yeah, he's slowly like dies. shitting on this guy as he is just like pointing at him like, right. you used to dream, man. You wanted to open that pub. Yeah. He was yeah. more disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, you wanted to open that pub, man. And like, none of these people are real. It's all about being true to yourself. Like I, mm-hmm. I have to admit, I fucking love this movie. Yes, this I movie is so <laughs> up my own my alley. Like I just really dig the whole like it's taken, but you know, just we're just talking about existentialism the whole time. Right. <laughs> and just oh, I just love this movie, and like the characters start off as archetypes. But then they, like, really dig into them and are like, what really makes them act this way? And really humanizes them. Like, mm-hmm. the, 
the kid he sells to is just a douche. But then we get into his life story, and it's like, oh, his dad is really like, distant why? to him, and he, this is he's kind of acting this way to try and get his dad's approval. And, like, the dad's really distant, but then you find out, like, he had a failed marriage, and then his wife tried to kill herself, but now she's in a coma, and he kind of blames himself for it, so now he's kind of distant. And, like, the, the, the climax is he makes him that meal that his, uh, the parents ate. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, is you're expecting like, yeah. this, you know, incredible showdown, like, he's gonna, yeah. I don't know. Like they, they even have that like you know? I got a list of things you gotta get, <laughs> and I I know yes. people. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and like we've seen that movie a billion times, so yeah, we're just that. programmed to be like, okay, that's the connection. Let's yeah. roll. And like, kind of you, I'm not disappointed, but like I'm you know, still kind of <laughs> wanted to see that. You know, I think <laughs> like what we got was better, that but turn. Like, I you still would expect that turn it. and just never comes. Right. Yeah. Especially, especially the way Nick Cage's yeah. career has gone in the past, we'll say ten years. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's the way. Movie. Yeah, yeah, you literally expect yeah. it. And to this be is that. this is another uh, another thing you could throw into the pile of Nicolas Cage, good actor or not? Because <laughs> it's like, uh, or what is, is what is the community? It's, yeah, it's uh, Nick Cage. Was it? No, it's not good actor or not. It's like insanely talented or talently insane or something like that. <laughs> but like, you can't go too far into it because you will yeah, then become insane. If you, if you actually try like looking into his career. Cause like every, every time I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, is Nicholas Cage that good? He just pulls this where he plays this very subtle and like, and muted performance. That's just really well done. And you're just like, mm. I mean, because you're like, and you're so ready for it to be the him yeah. losing his shit and yeah. just being this like old, you know, woods guy just going into a rage and like making essentially yeah. like the Northman. But like, it's, you know, yeah. he's a chef. Um, like even even at and, the end and yeah, spoilers uh, at the end, when you find out his pig is dead and you just have that scene where he does break down, it's it's not him just like doing Nicolas Cage freak out. It's him genuinely mm, crying yeah. on the floor just because he lost, you know, the the one thing he was, yeah. yeah, his only friend. His only friend. It's like, wow, this yeah. is really well done. And the, Are we thinking best actor nom here? Nah. Nah. No. No. I mean... If, if it was anybody but world, Nick Cage... Yeah. It would... <laughs> Yeah, it, maybe it yeah. would actually be in the conversation, but no, especially not for a movie yeah. like this, and not Nick Cage. Yeah. Um, so anyways, so for me, saw the trailer, was like, wow, that's going to be really good. Then I heard that it is not taken and more of a drama, and I was like, yeah, I dig it. I'll watch it. Um, just, like, understanding who Nick Cage's character is, where he's literally a guy who's entire world was taken away from him um, and became a recluse because of that, because, you know, his wife mm. dying and everything. And, like, he, you know, it, it reflects upon how he talks about, like, every, like you know, there's a tidal wave coming yeah, and very coming that's going to destroy it. He's kind of, 
Yeah, he's he's kind of reflecting on his life experience of losing his wife, who meant was his world. Like something happened, she was taken away, um, and you know the pig was kind of a yeah, uh, a replacement for her com- it, her com- uh, her companionship. Because um, right. it's revealed and, at one point he doesn't yeah, actually yeah. need the pig. Right. Yeah. The trees tell him where the truffles are, yeah. as he puts it. Um, it's just a companion. Um, which, I mean, anybody with a dog or, you know, any kind of pet, like, you understand the kind of connection you have with a, a pet that is a companion. It doesn't matter if it's a dog, a cat, a donkey, a pig. It really doesn't matter. Like, yeah. y- you make that connection. And just, like, the whole story, like you said, Sam, it's just, like, you have these characters where you, you feel like they're one way, and then it's just, like, you realize mm. why they are the way they are. And it is so well done where at the end of this like you kind of feel yeah it's like everyone. everyone's kind of like, everyone a, has a had shitty life a but life. like at the same time right at the same everyone's time, dealt like, different also just like yeah but we also kind of all have each other too it's like it's not a depressing right. ending or it's just like you know yeah, yeah life's kind of shit but we kind of have each other because at the end the last line yeah. he says to uh his dealer friend uh is see you on thursday <laughs> Like we'll we'll keep doing this. Yeah, we'll keep. It's yeah. It's kind of it's kind of a very yeah, hopeful like, type of ending where life though his you know his life has is shattered again. Yeah, life goes on. It's he'll find it's about a, a way. You know, like you know, yeah, you yeah. grieve acceptance. You know, and, and that's an important part, and it's always important to grieve. Yeah, you know? and you kind of accept it, and yeah. you start to it, move on slowly, but you do. And it like at the end where he finally listens to that cassette that yeah. his wife made him. Like he had never listened to it until that point. And it's kind of with the pig dying, um, kind of like is just him yeah. accepting that his wife is gone. Yeah. And you know, it it's I I I once again I I I also really, really oh, like this movie. I love this um, movie. <laughs> yeah, no, this was a great movie. Very happy I watched it. Um, like I said, this was on the table for me of like, I need to watch this since the trailer came out. Like, I was excited for it. Um, it's one, too, that like, I really can't recommend enough of like, just like, put your cell phone down because it's like yeah. a very like slow movie. It's an easy movie to like find mm. yourself getting distracted. But like mm-hmm. if you actually just kind of like watch it and focus in, even in our discussion here, there's like one or two things I just didn't pick mm. up until you guys said it. So yeah, um, and <laughs> I've watched it twice, so. it, but it, it's an yeah. hour and a half. Yeah. That's it. No, it's, it's a an very hour and a half movie. Watch. It's yeah. so nice. And it's, it's just a very great character um, driven kind of story where it's just it, it explain it, it just straight up explains why these characters are the way they are and like identity and acceptance and it like it's just a great movie and um, then there's also just like a lot of the food element too of like mm-hmm. you know I mean you're just kind of mentioning of how like the last line's like see you Thursday like you know the yeah. wheel just kind of keeps going you know like yeah. I was talking about how, you know, they go to that restaurant and you see this appetizer that probably took them like an hour to make. And he just like eats it in two seconds. And then it's, mm. you know, it's thing of the past. Yeah. Um, the experience is over. Um, 
it's just kind of, but at the same time, there's, yes, there's the, you know, it's just food. It's just, you know, a meal. It's a means to the end. But at the same time, he's also an incredible, like, craftsman and perfectionist about it. Like, even, you know, when his, um, when his buddy's, like, giving him French toast, he's like, you should yeah. use, like, stale bread or something like yeah. that. Or it's best yeah. with stale bread. Like, you know, it just, it doesn't switch off, but he's not, like, a jerk or anything at all about it. And yeah. then there's also this, also, like, a couple little seasonings and sprinklings of just, like, weird shit, too. Like, the Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. That have. yeah. It's, like, I was about to bring that up. Like, it has almost no place in this movie. Yeah. And yet, I love it. <laughs> mm. Like, isn't, like, the whole time you're expecting this movie to be, like, a lot, a lot, like, darker and seedier? Like, there's, yeah. like, you're just waiting for yeah. something to get peeled back. Uh, not intended but um and that just kind of never happens it's just like, like yeah this is just sort of the world like yeah. like even the fight club thing where it's like it's not really a fight club it's more you know get the shit kicked out of you and see how long yes. you last yeah <laughs> it's like oh so there's a lot lo- uh, it's almost less violent and <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah there's there's one scene that bothered me in this whole movie uh, I don't know if it's, you know, why. Well, I mean, I think I know why. It's when he goes back to his house and he just sits on that back porch with that kid that he doesn't know. It's like, where's the parent? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you're a parent now, so. <laughs> I, I understand that. But, like. You know, what's a weird just, homeless dude? Just, yeah. <laughs> Imagine not being a parent and just watching some homeless guy just, like, sitting on your back porch. I know. Asking like, where's the persimmon for a uh, tree? Yeah, right. <laughs> Just explaining what that is to a kid. Yeah. yeah. But, like, take out the kid. Like, it still, like, he wanders onto the property, sits on the back porch. Like, it's kind of creepy. Like, it's, Oh, God, it, yeah. Like, it's yeah. really weird. So, But he's so, I mean, you know. And then, oh. It's, you know, it's so far from what's actually going to happen it, in that scene. Oh, I, yeah, you know? I agree. Um, just going off of that scene, too, we did have that Nicolas Cage freak out like split second when he steals the bike <laughs> yeah, like one set when yeah. the guy walks up he's like ah he's like ah! and then runs away he's with gotta get bike. one in. he's gotta get one yeah yeah well he, he does that and then when he's flipping out on the camaro and like kicking it and punching it i don't know if that was a nicholas cage freak it was close it was close it was, but the, it, was, the, it was a reasonable freak out where it's like well the character would do that at this moment yeah but yeah, I, I did like the kind of moment with the bike. It's just like, oh, Nick, love you. Can't wait for your new movie coming out soon. <laughs> yeah, so um, any final thoughts on Pig before we rate this? Just- yeah, I would just say, you know, if you're going to check it out, like I said, you know, don't, you know, just like clear your time. Like just, you know. Watch it because it's, it's really good, and I think there's like a lot there. There's like way more to it than than you would think. Um, yeah, and it's just it's it's kind of nice, and you know I I love just sort of I mean it's not like I never heard a pig until I watched it. Like I I had heard people and people talking it up, but it still feels like kind of like a little bit of like a hidden gem, and you know it's mm-hmm. with just I don't know a lot of news coverage these days. It's it's still nice to like find one of those every once in a while. Yeah, and, uh, definitely recommend it. Uh, who wants to rate it first? I'll go. Um, I'm going to give it an 8.8, which would still be higher than my first one. So this is... Yes. I don't know if I'm cheating, but this is my current where I'm at. 
right, I'm giving it a nine two. Wow. Okay. I love this movie, guys. <laughs> this is wow. so up my alley. I I gave this an eight point six. It's a really good movie. Um, I I like for an hour and a half movie where it's a slow burn character. Like it, John. You say it's a slow burn. It didn't feel slow, which was nice. No, maybe it's more of a quiet burn. I would I would say yeah. it's a quiet yeah. burn because it like there's Nick Cage doesn't have a lot of dialogue, which mm. helps the character. And they are moving around too. Like right. it's not like you know. Oh, we're at this one house for you know, however long, like right. it is very, yeah, I guess there is some of pace to it. Yeah. But, um, but it, it's, it's understand. really good. Cannot recommend it enough. Um, especially for it being, if this was a two hour movie, definitely wouldn't have the same feelings. No. Yep. Definitely totally very happy. It was an hour and a half. There'd be like one superfluous, like set piece somewhere or something. Yeah. Or like a subplot that is just yeah. pointless to the story. Like he has an old friend or like his wife's friend or something like that. Or like he has a kid that he needs to reconnect. He wants to reconnect with or something. I mean, yeah, you, you do kind of get that when he goes to get the bread. Yeah. It's the his old baker. Yeah. 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 But like even that I kind of like. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, but you didn't need some of that because I don't yeah. think you really had much at all yeah. before. Because you, you have an understanding that this guy was a big deal when he was a, a chef. Mm. Like this guy was like the number one guy in the city. And then all of a sudden he just disappeared. And obviously the, the audience knows why, but it's like it's piecing together why and, you know, everything about his world and why he is just like this recluse that hates the world. Sam, where would this be now if you were to redo your end of the year list? Would this be like a top three for you? Yeah, top three movie. Yeah, this would definitely be. Top would it be? Would it be at the top? Um, it might. Based on your reviews that I'm looking at, Sam, uh, you rated this as high as Dune. Which yeah, is your it, movie. it would definitely be up there with Dune. Yeah. It's such a weird one to compare to Dune. Yeah, they're completely yeah. on opposite ends of the spectrum. It's like, did you like that ice cream sundae more or, you know, that slice of brisket? I saw an, an art really quick going with Dune. I saw a really stupid article where they were like, how come Dune didn't do what the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett does and use a giant LED screen to like for their set pieces? I'm like, because it's a fucking movie. How about that? It's not yeah, a TV how, show. How about they shot in fucking Jordan and then had massive sets in Hungary? Yeah. Okay. How about that? Like, how about like, oh, this is like a still a super proprietary piece of like technology, guys. Like it, it just pisses me off when people do that. It's like once a show where you're on multiple locations with, with Mandalorian, like multiple right. planets going around different places. It, it's expensive to fly people to those places. So that's why yes. they use the giant LED screen. And because it's already set up, just continue with it with Bo Book of Boba Fett. You know, it, rather than, you know, spending the money flying people over to, you know, Africa or like any kind of desert, like filming in a desert. It's just safer this way. It's well, a TV too, show. If it's like a space planet, like it's yeah. by definition, you're, so, you're shooting in a locale that might not even be replicable on Earth. So. Right. So but like with Dune, it's like it takes place desert. on. Yeah, it's a desert planet. But like. It's a movie. Right. Like, they, they movies look different. And, exactly. You know, he was talking, Villeneuve was talking about how, like, they filmed in Jordan because, like, 
that's the only place that has those sort of like um, rock structures and stuff mm-hmm. like that, where like the Fremen are. So yeah, yeah. No, I think there was some intentionality. I would say oh, yeah. in that movie. I think <laughs> I think they probably tried to you know plan a lot of it out. Um, oh yeah, but it's like. Don't don't try like it's apples to oranges. It's a TV show to a movie. One has a big budget. The other one is a TV show. Calm down, people. The other one still has a pretty big budget. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I agree. Show, but it's also quite a dune. At the end of the day, it's also longer. So you got to save money in different places. Two seasons of that is probably they've probably spent close to, if not more, than what they spent on Dune. Granted, ones you know. Mm-hmm. 10 hours of television versus um, yeah. yeah yeah exactly it's yeah. a two-hour movie it's 10 um, hours and imagine them filming on location for every location they do it's yeah. like no, oh they, you know opening sequence let's go to the antarctic and film up there with our crew all right now right. we're off to tatooine down to africa or jordan like it's just stupid it's Anyways. crazy um yeah also dune come back to hbo oh it's we not on you, there we anymore need you back Oh no! Well, when so did it, it goes leave? away for a month. Oh, it was only right. on for a month. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. That's right. I forgot because uh, Mortal Kombat did that earlier in the year. I forgot. Anyways. Highest rated HBO Max uh, movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, gentlemen, it's it's been nice. Next week, I think we're going to talk about the Tender Bar, which is on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris and I have seen it. We had way too much to talk about this week, and oh, yeah. it's still a giant episode, but. Um, we'll talk about that next week. I'm sure we'll probably talk about maybe Peacemaker or Boba. We'll see. And um, who knows what else. Yeah, we might, there might be another Oscar favorite we might talk about. Who knows? There might be. We might get the gang together and go watch some Belfast. <laughs> Sunday night, Sean's house. Let's make it happen. <laughs> All right. Well, $20 rental. I'm in for five. Okay. On that note, uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash nerditude. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Um, all of our, our podcasts are uploaded to YouTube, so you can easily listen to it there. Um, leave us a review. Let us know if there's anything you want us to review as well. Until next time. Bye. Bye.